Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The Aggies, two weeks removed from a four-quarter battle and narrow loss to number 2 Clemson, hit the road to take on number 1 Alabama Saturday, a 2.30 kick in Tuscaloosa. A&M is 2-1 and one on the young season. It's coming off a 48-10 win over UL Monroe last week at Kyle Field. The Aggies eclipsed the 500-yard mark for the third straight game under Jimbo Fisher and pitched a second-half shutout en route to a 38-point win over the Warhawks. The Crimson Tide gave up a touchdown to Ole Miss on the first play of the game last week in Oxford, but rolled to a 62 unanswered points from that point, blowing out Ole Miss by a score of 62-7. to It's a heck of a matchup. It's Jimbo and Nick Saban, two guys that worked together, two guys that grew, that grew up. Uh, and were born in West Virginia, less than 16 miles apart. They've known each other for forever. And, of course, Jimbo won a national championship as Nick Saban's offensive coordinator at LSU. These are two of the four active coaches who have national championships. It's all coming to a head at Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday. Coming up on the program, we'll get you ready for the Ags and Crimson Tide. We'll be joined by former A&M quarterbacks Jimmy Wright and Trevor Knight, former Texas A&M defender Justin Dunning, and Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network will take us in the trenches. All that coming your way next on Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. 
Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. It is the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and here with us to kick off the show for the third straight week, longtime coach in the SEC at Mississippi State and Tennessee. He played quarterback in the mid-50s under Coach Paul Bryant, the Bear, at Texas A&M. Jimmy Wright with us in studio. It is Bama Week, bringing a confident group into Tuscaloosa. We do know that much. What they're facing is the best football team in college football. That's what they're facing. <clears throat> they, they definitely are the – top football team in the nation <clears throat> and I like what Fisher has said Gabe and it's not any different than what coach Bryant said or Woody Hayes said or any of those great coaches is play this play and get ready for the next one and don't worry about who you're playing because there's not one thing you can do <clears throat> when they're practicing getting ready you've got to prepare for them just like just like you would every team. You do not go and, and slack off against Northwestern and then think you're going to jump out there and do a lot of hard work against Clemson. It doesn't work that right. way. And I can tell you this. We played UCLA, number one team in the nation. We didn't worry about them being number one. We didn't worry about a away game. Once you learn your defense or offense and you have understanding of the system, you don't even know the crowds out there. You don't hear them. All you're doing is concentrating on the play calls and getting ready for the next play. Yeah. And the game is not too fast for you once that happens. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't make any difference if we're playing Alabama or if we played Ohio State in three weeks. A good coach is going to practice hard, improvement every day, preparation every day, improvement of all the a lot of the fans and i've got a bunch of buddies up there at tap mm -hmm. <clears throat> head coaches do not like to talk about the negatives but if you don't fix the negatives you'll get your rear end embarrassed the next week right so it's not like you're saying okay the penalties against uh ulm sure they hurt us he's got to fix them yep. but if you talk about it it's because you gotta fix it he knows that because if he's facing Alabama and you get in the end zone with a pass to Sternberger and that's a huge momentum play I mean, and a that, bump, right tackle, going. hold, bump, keep left going. guard, hold, bump, tight end, hold. All of a sudden, and you're not getting a momentum. chance to score. That They're that, not going to give you two chances see, per drive to score like Alabama like. is not going to give you that uh, those second, third, fourth chances. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it only cost you four points the other day. It'll cost you – 17 to 21 points next week. It's coming week. Any time that you have penalties, see, you have to go over the penalties, the turnovers. The turnovers can occur <clears throat> on interceptions, fumbles, a blocked field goal. I could sit here all day, you and I, and talk about missing a field goal and a blocked field goal, and we would have beat Clemson. I yep. could sit right here and not oh, yeah. worry about anything else. Right. See? Right. That's how important it is. See? It is. The and, little and, thing. and so when you hear a coach, a head coach, talking about fixing what's wrong, because we can beat Alabama. I'm telling you, their middle is their secondary is very good, but inexperienced. Yes. They're going to make some mistakes. They're very talented, but they're young. We've got two tight ends that can hurt them down the middle. They'll be tested now, like they haven't been yet. I'm telling you, we can test them with this pro offense. Now, the word that, that Fisher's got to use this week, it's called maximum. And it's not about coffee. It's not about Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's maximum protection. If you're going to throw deep against these guys, people have thrown deep. They've thrown in the middle. <clears throat> they, now, they'll play five to six defenses. They'll play – about five or six coverages. The one you got to worry about is when they line up in 2-2 and you don't know whether it's zone, 2-2 man, 2-2 zone. Then against Ole Miss, they lined up in 2-2. <clears throat> the free safety broke 
to go back to a strong safety. The free safety broke, went down the middle, and it missed. It was a man, all it was was either man free safety at times or the old cover one. So it was cover one, but they disguised it as That's cover two. That's correct, and he had an interception that stopped when the score was still only 14 to 7. Saban's a master at quarterback confusion. Sure he is. There's no doubt. And, and that's, why, that's why you hear me say intelligence is what you keep, uh, recruit a quarterback for. Right. To look out there and say, oh, you're not fooling me, Coach Saban. <laughs> See? Right. I mean, that, that's what it's all mm-hmm. about. And I am really looking forward to this because we have an offense and a defense that can give them problems, but we cannot beat ourselves. Okay, for Elko, this is for the defense against Alabama. The five D's. Are you ready? Oh, five D's. I'm ready. Hold on a second. The five D's. Here we go. Desire. I got it. You wanna you wanna play defense because you're gonna do nothing but have contact every day for the rest of your life. Correct? Right. What do you not have? The football. You gotta get it. Desire. Okay. Go get it. Now detail. Detail. That's I'm gonna important. come back and give you how detailed Coach Bryant was here in just a minute. Detail. That is looking at all the films, knowing exactly, memorize all the running plays, the pass routes off of every formation, and all the assignments where you don't line up wrong. It's detail. Gotta have that. And then dedication. Okay. Dedication. We're seeing that right now. Dedication and discipline is about the same. Okay. Dedication to play and to be there every day. And the more that you have less injuries, less distraction, then you're a dedicated football player of doing what? Two things. Practicing, playing the game, and staying out of trouble. Okay? Right. They're they're getting a lot of that right now. Number four is depth. What do we have this year now? We got some depth, don't we? Some. Not, depending on the areas. Not, yeah, not there's like – There's no depth at corner. There's no depth but, at linebacker. But, but we're not depth. embarrassed like yeah. just with six scholarship offensive linemen sure, sure. in 2014. Yeah. And no I think t- receivers deeper than we thought. Yes. And then demand – and this is what Fisher's good at. Demanding that you show up and play and you're accountable – and and I'm you're you're responsible for your position. And if Elko, if the if the secondary eliminates, because we've been averaging about eight to ten long gainers. If we eliminate that, and we are able to keep the tailbacks boxed inside. And don't let them bounce outside like Harris did last year. Right. And go 73 yards for a touchdown. <clears throat> this game will be a Clemson game. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll go figure eight with two guys who played together and both wore number eight the same year. An offensive and defensive number eight. Former AM quarterback Trevor Knight and defender Justin Dunning with us next as we roll along in the Texags Maroon and White Report. CRM Sports Now. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We'll look back quickly on the highlights from week three in the win over ULM, key players that are standing out right now, and a projection moving forward facing Alabama. Joining us in studio right now, Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning. Is there an element to the game even last week that really stood out to you, impressed you? Is there a lingering concern now? You're like, man, they really need to clean this stuff up on tape, practice between now in Tuscaloosa. Here's my take on it, Gabe. I think it was a lot better than people think. A yeah. lot of, you know, there's kind of the word out there, uh-oh, they, they started a little bit slow. You know, it's ULM. We should have just ran through them from the beginning. We got out of there with a 48-10 to 10 win. 
if you look around the country right now and look at some of these teams and the close matchups that are going on or even the losses that are going on, I mean, you look at Wisconsin. They lost to BYU. Right. BYU might be good, but there's a lot of teams that are playing really, really competitive ball in these quote-unquote trap games. So for us to get out of there with a 48-10 to 10 win, I thought we played clean for the most part across the board. I, I thought it was a big week. Yeah, 100%. J.D.? Uh, I thought we looked good overall. I think we played fast. We played physical. Um, on offense specifically, I thought we were efficient. You know, we had the ball nine times, scored seven. That's good football. That's what we needed to play against uh, a good team, right? I think on third down, we were seven of 11. That's an area we've been good at all year long. Uh, we have to continue to be good at. You know, we saw what we wanted to do, run the football. I thought we did very good with that. You know, sometimes they had seven, eight men in the box. And I thought we did a good job getting a hat on a hat. And then not only up front, but Travion Williams, what he did running the football, I thought he was physical. Kellen Mines getting better every single week. You know, he was very efficient and made good decisions with the ball. Uh, I thought on special teams, we did good as well. But, you know, here's what I didn't like. I thought we started slow, like Trevor said. Uh, we can't really afford to do that against good teams and expect right. to play catch up. You know, so, I mean, in the words of Terry Price, you have to choke them out early. You know, mm -hmm. hit them in the mouth often, hit them early. Uh, you know, we didn't have too many penalties, but we had three touchdowns called back because of penalties. The penalties mm -hmm. that A&M had were big penalties. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's something you have to eliminate. I think uh, that and turnovers are two big keys to winning big football games. Um, we didn't turn the ball over, but we didn't get turnovers. Well, we got one turnover, but I mean, that's kind of an area we've struggled at this season and kind of my biggest concern for this defense. I think we have one turnover on the season and, you know, we have to get those against good teams. And you can argue that, you know, week one, week two, week three, they were taking care of the football. But I mean, it's not like Alabama's going to hand it to you. You know, you don't sure. think Nick Saban's over there coaching those guys up, have two hands on the ball at all time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to be able to force turnovers from these teams. And, you know, but overall, I thought we played a pretty good game. Let's talk defense for a minute. Let's stay on that. A&M right now is playing good defense. Mike Elko is calling good games. He's making uh, in-flight adjustments, right? right. Now we're talking – Hunter said it yesterday. You go watch the Lucci, the Lucci cast with Trevor, Hunter Goodwin, and Billy. And it's like he isn't waiting until halftime a lot of times to make these adjustments. And probably mm -hmm. the number one thing that happens when they gave away that gimme score at the end of the half, you can sink your teeth into those guys in the locker room. Came mm -hmm. back, allowed 57 points – or 57 yes. yards total – in the second half, pitched the second half shutout. Trev, you wanted to see a first-team shutout. Well, they got it done in the second half. They gave up the gimme. The touchdown that should not have happened with the big plays, and that's still a concern, but they're slowing down the run game in a big way. I think the one thing, they're getting off the field more often than not. It's just those big chunk plays right. that can kill you. I mean, if a team gets three or four of those in a half, can totally change those. Any of those plays can change the momentum. That's the one thing that they've got to get cleaned up on the back end get a little more edge pressure too, which forces some errant throws, forces some quicker decisions. I love what I'm seeing up the middle with this group, the ability to slow down the run. I love the two linebackers. I love the DTs. Don't you want to see, though, a little more edge action out of this group and on the corners on the perimeter as well? Definitely. I think you're, you hit it right on the head there that – this is an incredible group because of what they've been able to do so early on in the season with a new defensive coordinator. And all the credit to Mike Elko. Yeah. I mean, we saw what he did against Clemson. Masterful performance. And then, of, of course, course, I wanted the shutout this past week. That's tough to do <laughs> if, no matter who you're playing. That's pretty good offense. That quarterback and receiver. And we held Absolutely. him to minimal yards, and he's a pretty good dual-threat quarterback. Yeah. And so I, w I was very pleased with the way that Mike Elko and the rest of that defense did. I think – to Justin's point, we have to be able to force more turnovers, especially going into a week like this. There's got to be a dif differentiator, you know, to see what Tua Tagovailoa has done with that offense and the, the video game-like stats that they're putting up right now. We've got to find a way to have that competitive edge. We've got to play close to a perfect game, but also find a way to take the ball away and then, of course, take care of the ball on the offensive side. Uh, I mean, I don't think our DBs are playing bad right now. Obviously, too many big plays, and that's what you that's what you see. You know, you can have 57 good plays and then, you know, three right. bad plays, and that's what it's going to see. You know, I think I heard Jimbo say in the press conference the other day, uh, you know, as a quarterback on offense, anytime you touch the ball, the game can change for, the, for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. And I think it directly translates over to defense. You know, when you're playing in the secondary, you have to have a short memory because, you know, you make a bad decision, uh, you know, you step in the wrong place and you give up a big play. I think uh, Mike Elko's done a great job with the defense. You talk about the adjustments he's made uh, on the fly. I mean, that's kind of an area we've struggled in in the past. You know, um, I think we did a good job of well, – one thing when I'm, when I'm watching defenses play and we give up a big play, a lot of, one thing I'm always looking at is 
were we confused? Do we just get beat? Do we make a bad decision? Uh, and a lot of times we just made a bad decision or stepped in the wrong place. But I think the level of preparation that our players have had, you know, there, there haven't been many instances where we didn't know what we had. You know, there, there hasn't been many instances where we didn't know what was coming. And, uh, you know, it just takes execution. And I think Mike Elko's done a great job preparing our guys to play. And they, that's why they look, they look well coached. And, I mean, the adjustment he makes, he's a great football mind. And I think we're going to continue to be good throughout this season. You know, I think we're in the top 20 right now in most categories on defense. It's going to take him to uh, they have to continue to, like I said, get turnovers. That's what, that's an area we have to continually improve in. And Absolutely. Somebody in the defensive back room has to get a turn. I don't know if it's Donovan Wilson. Wilson's you know, a huge X factor this week for me. me Chuck Oliver. How about Wilson for a minute? Because that's you were talking about an X factor player, and it was right. so interesting on the Lucci cast. They were like, "There's 105 players on this roster." And they're 85 on scholarship. Mm. And these three guys are in this room last night going, who's your one player to watch because I got mine. And all three mm. of them, their guy was Donovan, Donovan Wilson. Wilson. You want to talk a fifth-year guy who's been here forever who is a playmaker mm. in a game where you got to have playmakers against Tonga Vailoa? Donovan Wilson's a huge X-factor player in this game. Well, he's that type of player because he's proven that over his career. He's yes. the, the leader of that defensive backfield. He's got the experience. And he's proven that he's a big-time playmaker. And – I just want him to step up. He's been so close. I'm not saying he's done a bad job. I'm saying that it, he is due for a big-time turnover, and what a better time than going into this week and, and playing Bama. Imagine, imagine that. I mean, I, it's just one of those things. I think us three last night felt it, that it's just time for it to happen. So, mm -hmm. you know, what Donovan's been able to do throughout his whole career, I think it's all going to come to fruition on Saturday night. How do you see him – what's going to happen defensively here, J.D.? Because – Elko wants to use that rover position, that mm -hmm. Sam who can run like a safety but built like a linebacker, and they've got that guy. Right. Now, when you put all three of your good linebackers on the field at the same time, it, it hurts your depth a little bit. But in a game like this, they're going to use tight ends, sometimes two tights, but they've also got slots that can kill you, like right. Jared Judy <laughs> and the Waddle kid, who's really good. We'll have more with Knight and Dunning on the other side. Texag's Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Offer lasts for 90 days from air date. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Gift card offer valid only for new customers applying for a personal loan. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Medical bills, credit card bills, auto loan bills. Oh, no. Are you stressed trying to get your bills paid each month? Wouldn't it be a huge relief to make just one simple payment? Get that relief today with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Avant is an online leading platform that has rescued hundreds of thousands of Americans struggling with the stress of high interest debt. That could save you money, simplify your life, and erase all that stress. The application is quick, and you could have the money you need as soon as the next business day if approved by 4.30 Central Time, Monday through Friday. And now, get a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 1818 when applying. That's AVANT.com, promo code 1818. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder, chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
Welcome back to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We're back with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning on what it'll take to pull an upset. Is it possible that the Aggies shocked the world in Tuscaloosa this weekend? All right, give me your hot list, Trevor. Who was number one, two, and three after week three? I, I think I'm going to put two receivers at at the top of my hot list. One of them did not play this past week, but I think he's going to be a huge X factor in this game. What can we know what Jamon Osmond can do? We know what Cameron Buckley could do. What is Kendrick Rogers going to do coming off that big performance against Clemson? Obviously, got a little target on his back. People know he can play now. Can he replicate a performance like that and go into a hostile environment and make the plays needed to be, that need to be made down the stretch? Hey, him showing up on the scouting report opens up more for Osmond Sternberger and the like. So that's a huge thing. Hundred percent. The other one is Courtney Davis. I think that he responded incredibly well to kind of the heartache that he experienced in the Clemson game. Yeah, he was just trying to make a play, but that can weigh on your shoulders a little bit. And I love the way that he responded. He can be another X factor getting the ball down the field. In that Clemson game, he got over the top a few times. We just missed him on a deep post pass. For whatever reason, I see him catching a big time down the field over the top play this week. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we talked about him a little bit already. It's Donovan Wilson. He's going to Going to have to make some big plays in this game, both just being a, sta- a sound tackler, but also needing to uh, force a turnover as well. Absolutely. All right, 693-1150, Mac Resource Computers Hotline, Commerce National Bank Text Line, if you got anything for J.D. and Trevor Knight. Justin, your top three. Uh, so, number one, I'm going to go special teams. I think Seth Small, the kicker, did a great job stepping in. Yes. I think uh, heading into the season, you know, you're kind of in a situation where you're sitting behind Dan- Daniel LaCamera, one of the best kickers in the, in the conference, and you don't really know if you're going to play – but, you know, I think Daniel goes down. It's like next man's up. What are we going to do? I think he hopped out there, did fantastic. You know, he was two for two on field goals, uh, six for six on extra points. You know, very sharp, very smooth. You know, Jimbo was raving about him the other day. It explodes think, off his foot. Absolutely, man. He did a great job. He looked smooth out there. Uh, Tyrell Dotson, you know, he kind of reminds me of the, um, you know, back in back in the day we used to play NCAA, you know, not too long ago. But I think the young guys now <laughs> don't really know about it. But, uh, you know, he used to have the, the star around the guy on NCAA, the impact player. I think I can come in here every single week and say that Tyrell Dotson is, you know, my impact player of the guy because he definitely is. You know, I think he's the bright spot on that defense. And, you know, his numbers didn't really reflect it last week, but I think he did a great job, you know, getting guys lined up out there, you know. And um, even on the special teams play, you know, a lot of a lot of star defensive players will take off of the fourth play. You know, they play three downs and they're done. They check out. But I think uh, Tyrell Dotson did a great job of doing his job. And, you know, he was rewarded for it. He had the, he had the, uh, the block field goal, took it back to the house. You know, I might have ran it back a little bit faster, you know what I mean? But, I mean, he, he got there and scored, and he got to, got to take a little picture in the end zone and everything. Um, and he did a great job there. And then my last one, I'm going to give a little shout-out to my boy T.D. Moden. I think, yeah. um, you know, got his first sack. And I think anyone who follows him, follows Aggie football, and knows his story, it's the ultimate feel-good story. You know, he had he's had his fair share of up and downs. You know, we all have him. But it was really satisfying to see the progress he's made. And uh, he's finally out there on the field. And I think um, if Kings of Kiki ends up staying outside – he can be a valuable contributor on the inside, and I mean, so a lot of a lot of a lot of props go to him. I am really glad you brought up TD Moten because Absolutely. I have yet to bring his name up this week. And here's a guy who had to fight like hell just to get into school. Exactly, he got screwed at some point, you know, and then finally got in, and it was a huge victory, right? And a celebration just to get in. A lot of guys when they're trying to figure it out, not going to school, not doing high school, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Could sit around and eat Cheetos all day and not get them, not keep keep themselves ready. But for a year and a half, they got kept themselves ready for the moment the other day. The payback and what he's put into this game, I couldn't. And he's a good kid. I couldn't say anything more. That was a heck of a heck of a little story, side story there. Absolutely, absolutely, no doubt about it. All right, so let's go into this. Can I, can A and M shock the world? Because the world's going to be watching this thing. And outside of this area, or people who wear maroon, nobody's given a and much of a chance. The line is 27. It would be a shocking upset to most of the country. Do you think A&M can do it? And if they do, let's paint the narrative a little. Let's paint the picture. We got the open canvas. You guys tell us what's got to happen, what A&M's got to do, and what they have to avoid if A&M's going to be in this game, punching back and forth in the 15th round. Uh, so let me start with Bama first. You know, obviously I think Tungvaloa is playing fantastic football right now. I mean, he's a young player, and personally, I wasn't really buying into the hype about him after the national championship game. I thought, you know, he played one game or one half. Sure. Let's let's let him play for a little bit. But I mean, this year he's looked he's looked extremely sharp, and it's been incredible to see. But 
you know, he'll throw some 50-50 balls up. And I think on defense, that's where you have to make plays. You have to capitalize. Because, I mean, when you have those 50-50 opportunities, you have to take advantage of them. I think, you know, one of the key things is going to be getting a pass rush on him. He's been sacked twice this year. We have to get some pressure on him, heat him up, uh, force him to make bad decisions. Because you know, he's a young player. He'll, he'll throw the ball up there sometimes. I think um, I think Landis Durham, those, that pass rush, going to have to do a good job of, uh, of putting pressure on him, force him to make bad decisions. And when the ball is in the air, Somebody in the defensive back room, please just get it for me. I need one interception, two interceptions. Somebody rip the ball out. We have to take advantage of it. Because, I mean, if you're looking at the box score, the stat sheet, team stats, a large indicator of who's winning the game is whoever wins the turnover margin. You know, if we take take the ball away from them, take care of the ball on offense, I have a lot of hope in us this year. Trevor. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think we definitely need a turnover. We've talked about that. We've exhausted that idea this morning. For me, it's it's going to come down to coaching. You know, you've seen what what Tua Tagovailoa has done this year. You've seen what the, the numbers that they've put up. They're outscoring opponents 170 to 28. It's going to come down to the game plan that we put together and how we execute that game plan. The thing that I think is so important to think about going into this game is that we've been battle-tested already. We played the right. number two team in the country. It was a hard-fought game. We hit adversity. We had to battle back from adversity. We had to do all of these things. They haven't seen that yet. Last week, there was no. some hype around, oh, well, you know, Bama's had a tough time going to Oxford. They went in there, and yeah, the first play of the game, I think, I think it was the first play yeah. of the game, long touchdown from Ole Miss, and then the rest of the game was just a wash. Yeah. Tagovailoa was out at halftime. Yeah, it's so been they, too easy for Tua so far. They haven't been battle-tested yet. And now it's a top 25 matchup. We knocked ourselves in. We're 22 right now. Mm -hmm. And we've played against great teams so far. I think, again, it's going to come to the front seven on both sides of the ball. You look at our offensive line, and they've got to be going into this game with confidence. They already, quote, unquote, played the best defensive line in the country. So what do they right. have to lose now? Oh, Absolutely. well, if we played well against these guys, against mm -hmm. Clemson, we can go in and play against anybody. That's going to prove yeah. very beneficial I think, again, just to wrap it all up, we've got to go in and we've got to play a near close to perfect game. What Alabama's done in the last decade is they're playing against you, and whenever you make a mistake, they're going to take advantage of it and they're going to run with it. Just like you know, my year, we, we no were doubt. up in the third quarter. We end up you know, fumbling. They return it for a touchdown, well, and then the game gets out of hand. Right so before we, that was the roughing the passer mm -hmm. after you're about to get off the field with a lead. That's Penises. right. That's right. So taking care of the ball, having confidence, knowing that we can go in there and play with anybody, and then the coaching, Mike Elko and Jimbo Fisher, what type of game plan they're going to put together and how we're going to respond to that and stick to the game plan and execute it. Thanks to Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning. We'll take a timeout and go in the trenches with SEC Network analyst Cole Kubelik. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you and joined right now by SEC Network analyst Cole Kubel. So what did you see the second time you came through College Station, the good and bad? And I'm not necessarily just focusing on ULM here, but as it pertains to, okay, well, if they avoid that, they got a chance in Tuscaloosa. If they do that, they got a chance in Tuscaloosa to pull up. So. First, first thing that sticks out, Gabe, and, and the coaching staff didn't really shy away from it, I think would be the, the lack of a pass rush and not being able to generate a pass rush. Now, we've also heard Kirby Smart talking about this. You know, people are, are mad at Auburn because of this. Last weekend against LSU, a lot of this sort of has to do with where the game is right now. With, with all the quick throws and quick ball distribution, you're just not going to get sacks at the rate that teams were 5, 10, 15 years ago. It's just that offenses are going to design what they do around allowing guys to pressure their quarterbacks, and they want to make life as easy as possible on them. So, but there were there were opportunities for for A and M to be able to generate some pressures and sacks, and it's just not at the clip, especially with with guys like Landis Durham and Matabuke and Daylon Mack and Kingsley Kiki back that that you would think that they would be doing it so far. They're going to have to they're going to have to make life uncomfortable for two of this weekend if they're going to stay in that football game, one way or the other. If they bring extra pressure, 
one-on-ones, inside, outside, whatever it is. They've got to find a way to disrupt that pocket. And that doesn't mean they need eight sacks to win the game. It would help, but they just need to pressure him. They need to make him uncomfortable, force him to move, force him to do things in the pocket that he doesn't feel good about. So I think that that's the first thing that sticks out. And then I think just consistency up front, uh, physically in the run game. You still see a few things inside uh, with some double teams that I like, but turning some guys loose on the outside, finishing blocks on the outside, getting some extra help from bonus picks or things that, that I think a and going to have to do this weekend. I mean, they're, they're going to have to utilize Sternberger and some protection and then the run game to try to offset a really good front seven that Alabama has and, and try to find some mismatches with him as well. So, you know, the good news is if you're talking about a matchup this weekend, I like some of the design quarterback runs that I saw last week. Uh, design quarterback power encounter and design quarterback sweep. And you get an extra blocker there, and I, I would expect Jimbo to sort of build on some of those things against Alabama, forcing them to prepare for those, and then all of a sudden now maybe add a throw, a throwback, a handoff off of something that Alabama has seen but not necessarily seen the attachment of this weekend. Cole Kublik, the SEC Network, also is on Birmingham Radio at Jocks FM and is all over this, the, the Bama side of this going into it, but he covers the whole league. He talks with us every Tuesday, normally 835. He's with us for In the Trenches here on the Mac Resource Computers Hotline. Cole, we threw this topic out at the beginning. A&M off and running 25% of the way through the season with a great opponent mixed in there already. They're ninth in America in rush, in rush offense, and they're 14th in run D. Now, I don't know where those numbers are going to go after this game and then what they're going to do at the course of the year, but that's where the that's where it is right now. Are you more confident in this matchup that A&M can run on Bama's defense or that A&M, if you had to pick one, you can't say neither or both. Well, maybe both, but are you more confident A&M can run on them or that they can slow down Damian Harris and company on the ground? Well, I, I would say I'm more confident that they can slow down Damian Harris and company, and a couple of the reasons are because – I like some of the guys along the defensive line for A&M, and I like their linebackers. But the bigger reason may be, Gabe, that we haven't seen Alabama really dedicate themselves to that part of their offense yet. Now, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not saying they're not good at it. But they haven't just gone into a game and had to lean on their offensive line and lean on their running backs and lean on their run game. And that's because the quarterback and wide receivers have been so good and they've been so dynamic. So they haven't had to put those kind of drives together. They haven't had to sort of live that life yet of a team that either needs to close out a game or needs to finish a drive or can't get the pass game going or is giving up pressure or needs to needs to, needs to open up play action. They, they just haven't had to do that yet. So it's kind of weird. And because I haven't seen it and because of some of the inconsistencies I've seen with that offensive line, not many, but, you know, Leatherwood has busted a few assignments at guard and, and, and they've struggled a little bit with some other things inside. Benito Jones is a guy that you watched last week, and he had a great game, had a really great game for Ole Miss. So I think about a, I think about a Matabuke, I think about a Daylon Mack being able to do some of those things and disrupt inside, and I could see them maybe uh, able to stymie the Alabama run game for a little while. But the problem is Alabama's been really good on offense without the run game. So if you, if yeah. you do that, you don't, even, you don't even win half the battle, it feels like right now, with, with what they're able to do offensively. Do we just give two of the Heisman right now, Cole? No, not, not yet. <laughs> he might not even play a full football game this year. Right, we don't give no. the Heisman trophy to a guy that doesn't even play a whole game. Uh, I think he'd be so uh, dominant, yeah, you'd have to give it to him at that point. Well, you, you, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. We, we kind of forgot about Will Greer because he didn't play last week. Right. And, you know, people forget about him. Dwayne Haskins is putting together a really good year at Ohio State. You know, I think, I think he's a guy that deserves to be mentioned in that conversation. So there, there will be other, other guys that have those moments and, and have the numbers and are able to, you know, Justin Herbert's having a good year at Oregon right now. So if they continue to exceed expectations, you know, maybe he's a guy that deserves to be mentioned there. So it's, um, you know, I mean, for me, if I, if I had to pick three right now, it would be Tua, Will Greer and Dwayne Haskins would, would be my three finalists as of today, but boy, it's early. It's really, really early. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm being facetious, but at the same time, no, I mean, it's no, just no. unbelievable what that guy's doing, and I cannot imagine what the Bammer people and what you have to deal with as an Auburn guy <laughs> in that room with Suttles. You know, but the listeners, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, I bet they're just going crazy right now over Tonga Vailoa. I, t- I tell you, it's kind of weird. I think they're bored. Nah. I really do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we just we don't get a lot of the 
there's not a lot of debate with a lot of things to talk about right now because it's just yeah they're that good and yeah. then you move on so it's um it's kind of weird yeah it's pretty well this will by far you know it, to a&m's credit this will by far be the best opponent that alabama's faced and you can make a strong case well He's done it, but he hasn't done it against anybody even remotely good yet, though I still think he's going to, and I think he will this weekend. But he's going to get there. This will be their toughest test, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I think when you, when, you look at, when you look at the quarterback and the playmaking ability of the receivers and then some of the guys on that defense and what they've proven and how they've played and what we know they're capable of doing, I, I don't think it's really close. I'm I don't think I mean Louisville's making a change at quarterback this week. They're just not a good football team. I think I think Bobby's lost some guys on that team, and and I think Ole Miss is as explosive as anybody at wide receiver, probably better than anybody in the country at wide receiver. They're pretty good at quarterback, but there, there's not a lot else that you want to write home about with that Ole Miss football team. The offensive line let them down last week big time, and the defense just doesn't have much. So this will absolutely be Alabama's biggest test. Well, if there's not a lot to talk about among Bama fans, there's a lot to talk about in War Eagle country. Auburn up 21-10 with 19 minutes left. What happened? I know you were getting ready for this game, but you probably went back and watched it a couple times. What happened, Cole? Yeah, they just, uh, they're just they not great at running the football right now. And that's what you need at that point in the game. And made a couple of critical mistakes down the stretch. You know, Had a, had a big turnover. Uh, had a couple penalties go against them. And, and Joe Burrow made some plays. I mean, I thought the I thought the LSU defense played great football. I thought both sides of the ball had a great plan. You look at how much LSU kept six or more in on offense to protect Joe Burrow. Big thanks to Cole Kubelik for joining us. We'll take a timeout. Final segment of the show. We'll run down the SEC games that matter. Keys to the game for A&M and Tuscaloosa and a score prediction. You're listening to the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313.
Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's fly through six SEC games that matter in week four. Game number one, second-ranked Georgia at Missouri. Looking forward to this game. 11 o'clock at Faroe Field. It's on main channel ESPN. Georgia favored by 14 and a half. I think they cover, but Drew Locke scares you defensively. And Georgia's really good. I mean, offensively, Georgia's really good defensively, but they don't have the depth of linebacker talent and front seven talent that they had a year ago. Secondary's very good, but I think when you're as good as Drew, as Drew Locke is as a quarterback and you got a, a good scheme, he's going to be able to produce points, especially at home. This is an interesting test for Georgia. Another interesting test for the Dogs. I think they prevail. I think they cover the 14.5, but I'm interested to watch this game early in the day on Saturday. Number two, South Carolina at Vandy. Very excited to watch this game. 3 o'clock at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, SEC Network, and the Gamecocks are favored by 2.5. Wouldn't surprise me at all Vanderbilt won this game, though the more talented team and the more well-coached team is the team coming in from Columbia, South Carolina. They've had a week off because of the hurricane, so there's some distraction there, but also more time to get ready, rest up, get healthy, and it's still early in the year, so everybody's fresh. I think South Carolina goes in there and wins a very close four-quarter game. I think they cover the two-and-a-half. Uh, third game is 14th-ranked Mississippi State at Kentucky, 6 o'clock at Kroger Field. ESPN2 and MSU, the dogs, are favored by 10. I think it's too much. At home against Kentucky, who's much improved. Terry Wilson's very dynamic. A lot of things Terry Wilson does very well is the same kind of stuff that Nick Fitzgerald does well. It just looks a little differently. Fitzgerald is more plodding about it. Uh, at the same time, he can run, he can throw. He produces as a dual threat. Terry Wilson, the same thing much more probably dynamic, maybe even a better passer for the quarterback of the Wildcats than the quarterback of the Bulldogs. I say Kentucky in the points. This is a four-quarter game that will end in a single-digit deficit, single-digit margin. Mississippi State will win, but it will be their toughest test so far. Game number four, Florida at Tennessee. We're talking about a game that used to be just CBS 230, just write it down every year. So vital. You know it's going to mean a lot, you know, but – not anymore. Not right now. This is the fifth best game in the SEC this year, this week. Six o'clock, Neyland Stadium, ESPN, Florida favored by four and a half. I think the Gators go in there and cover it. I think it's going to be an ugly game. And because A&M will have just probably ended at that point, I'll see zero seconds of this, and I won't lose any sleep over that fact. Florida covers the spread at four and a half. Arkansas at number nine, Auburn. The spread could be 50 Arkansas, Auburn's pissed, and Auburn is no, or Auburn is up, very upset after last week, and Arkansas stinks. Six thirty at Jordan Hare Stadium, SEC Network. Uh, my man Tom Hart, the aforementioned Cole Kublik, good friend of the program, and Jordan Rogers on that call on the SEC Network. Auburn's got a thirty. I mean, they're favored by thirty right now, and I think they cover it. You know, I think they put their backups in and still score and cover it. Accidentally keep covering it. And they cover it again. I mean, they may lap it. Auburn is upset, and they're very good. Arkansas is terrible. Even worse than I thought they'd be. They're making a quarterback change with Ty Story. It won't matter. Auburn covers the spread. And that brings us to game number six. In the game in Tuscaloosa, in the game of the week in the SEC, number 22 A&M at number one, Alabama. 2.30 at Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's on CBS. Alabama is favored by 27 points. I'm going to go A&M in the points. I think the this is a much closer game than Vegas expects it to be. My keys to the game are, are this. Number one, you got to start fast. you got to get the run game going with Travion Williams, Kellen Mond, and the QB run game I think is vital in this game. Hit a big play down the field early, get some momentum and some belief going in. Number two, you got to tackle. In the Clemson game, tackling issues, especially early, were a huge factor in A&M losing the game. Not quite hidden, but underrated factor in terms of everything that we were talking about coming out of that game, tackling issues. you got to make plays. Uh, when a defender gets to the football, plays have to end right there. Don't let them get four or five or six extra yards and move a chain on you. Number three, limit the big plays. No more than two plays per half over 20 yards. Right now, A&M's been allowing about eight big plays per game. Even G5 and FCS opponents are hitting big plays on Texas A&M. Clemson certainly did. 
Uh, the help of the officials helped them on, on some of those, but certainly not all of them. Limit the big plays. Two per half each. They're such momentum changers. Number four, bring the kitchen sink against Tua Tungavailoa. What do you have to lose? Come from all different directions. Find a way to confuse him. Find a way to speed him up and, and give him a sign of adversity for the very first time this season, maybe in his collegiate career. I mean, the guy was easy money during the national championship game. Make life difficult. Uh, confuse him. Quarterback confusion. Like bring pressure late from all different directions. Change it up. I like Elko's scheme. I think he'll do that. He'll have a well-called scheme. Number four, uh, five, limit the back-breaking mistakes that cost A&M mightily in the last three matchups with Clemson, with the Crimson Tide and two weeks ago against Clemson. 2015, three pick sixes. 2016, a roughing penalty when you're about to get off the field late third quarter with a lead, and then, what, a couple series later, the quarterback, Trevor Knight, fumbles the football. It's picked up by Jonathan Allen into the end zone for a non-offensive touchdown for Bama, and it was over from there. Backbreakers, you got to avoid those penalties or those mistakes. Number six, win the turnover battle. That sounds very easy, but it's very hard to do against this team because they pride themselves on getting them. A&M has one turnover defensively this year, but they have protected the football. You got to get a few of them, continue to do a great job holding on to the football on offense in a game like this. And number seven, everything Jimbo prides himself on. Toughness, effort, discipline, pride, and grit. The five pillars of a Jimbo Fisher program must be on full display in a football game like this. The score prediction, a moral victory, and that A&M holds an Alabama team, the first SEC team in history to open the season with three straight 50-yard games, coming off a 62-point game where they could have scored 100 against Ole Miss. A&M will hold Alabama under 40 in this game. That's my bank on it. Take it to the bank. Maybe a bit of a bold prediction, or if you've seen my hairline, a bold prediction. But I think A&M holds Bama under 40. I think it's a four-quarter game. Ultimately, maybe a kick late, and Alabama wins 38-27, to an 11-point game that's very close. This is a close game. I think Alabama ultimately wins by 11 points, 38-27. to Whatever happens in Tuscaloosa, we'll be there with full-scale coverage on texags.com. And... Check us out locally on Sports Radio 1150 in the Zone 102.7 FM. Big thanks to everybody for making the show possible today. Uh, Dalton Hughes is our producer. Thanks to Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning, Jimmy Wright, and Cole Kubelik of the SEC Network. We're back next week to break down A&M and Bama and look ahead to the Aggies and the Arkansas Razorbacks in Arlington next week. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.